presented by Altria. Good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Wednesday, May 31st. Don't worry, I'm going to get to the latest debt ceiling happenings here in a second. But first, a bit of news out of Iowa on the campaign trail. Don't look now, but Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is actually starting to throw some punches at former President Donald Trump. During an Iowa swing this week, he told voters that he was substance over fluff, results over superficiality, and above all else, not a loser like Donald Trump. That's according to my colleague Natalie Allison, who is reporting from the ground in Iowa. We all know DeSantis is somebody who likes to stay on script and not take questions from the media. But he actually did a gaggle yesterday with some reporters, and he took cracks at Trump then. He specifically pushed back on the former president for saying that former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo did a better job on the pandemic than DeSantis had done in his own state of Florida. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship, DeSantis said, according to Semaphore's David Weigel, who was tweeting some of this back and forth with reporters. DeSantis also jabbed Trump for not weighing in on this debt ceiling agreement that lawmakers are voting on in Washington. And DeSantis, as you know, has blasted that agreement for not cutting enough spending. He said, quote, are you leading from the front or are you waiting for the polls to tell you what position to take? Now, that's a question I also have, given that we've all sort of been waiting with bated breath for Trump to weigh in on this debt ceiling deal. The House is going to be voting on it today, so not a lot of time for him to do that if he's planning to do that. All of this obviously comes as Donald Trump is leading DeSantis by a wide margin. The Florida governor is clearly trying to go on the offensive to dent the former president's poll numbers, but we'll see if it works. Now back here in Washington to the debt ceiling news. It was a roller coaster of a day on Capitol Hill yesterday, but lawmakers in the House are slated to actually pass this debt ceiling agreement. Sources in Republican and Democratic leadership were telling me last night that this bill is going to clear the lower chamber, even as members on both sides of the ideological spectrum are balking. Someone on McCarthy's leadership team told me last night that they'll easily be able to deliver a, quote, majority of the majority maybe even more than the 150 votes that the speaker told Democrats he would bring along for this deal. Now, that bullishness by senior Republicans is particularly noteworthy because of all the drama we saw on the Hill yesterday. For the first time since McCarthy won the gavel in January, we heard from some Freedom Caucus members who said it was time to start talking about ousting McCarthy. Congressman Dan Bishop, who is a Republican from North Carolina, he said it, quote, has to be done and said it's basically inevitable. Congressman Chip Roy, who was instrumental in helping McCarthy win conservatives for his speakership bid in January, seemed to back that idea up, uh, telling Glenn Beck in an interview that if this agreement passes, then we're going to have to regroup and figure out the whole leadership arrangement again. By yesterday evening, Those same lawmakers appeared to be backing off on these threats, at least a little bit. Dan Bishop came out of a House GOP conference meeting and refused to sort of weigh in on this talk of ousting McCarthy from the speakership. Chip Roy did the same thing, telling me, quote, I'm not going to get into that as he jumped into an elevator and sort of disappeared. You might ask what happened between yesterday morning and yesterday night. And it turns out that actually fellow Freedom Caucus members were the ones who were pushing back on 
fellow conservatives telling them that this whole talk of ousting McCarthy was premature. I heard last night that Randy Weber, who's a member of the group, actually stood up in a closed-door conference meeting and told his fellow Freedom Caucus colleagues that they need to cut it out, that talk of pushing McCarthy out of the speakership was unhelpful. The thing you should be watching today is how many Republicans are going to back this bill. The larger the margin of Republican votes that McCarthy can put on the board, the more the small group of conservatives talking about a mutiny will look isolated. One thing to keep an eye on today, before lawmakers vote on this bipartisan debt ceiling bill, they're going to have to adopt a resolution from the House Rules Committee that governs the floor process. This is going to be a key test vote for McCarthy. Democratic leadership sources were telling me last night that they are not actually whipping their rank and file to support the rule on the debt ceiling bill. Now, traditionally, they were saying the majority puts up enough votes to actually do that. I asked a senior Republican aide about this yesterday, and their response was to laugh in my face and say, that's never going to happen. There's no way they can get 218 votes to support the rule on the debt ceiling bill. So that means Republicans are probably going to need help from Democratic leaders at the last minute to try to get this rule passed and ultimately move to vote on the debt ceiling bill tomorrow night. Ultimately, I think that they'll be able to do that, but it could cause, again, a last-minute scuffle uh, before the rules vote. Here's your schedule for today. The House is going to be meeting at 2 p.m. Uh, to take up this bipartisan debt ceiling bill. The first vote on the House rule is going to be at approximately 3.30 p.m. We expect a vote on the Fuller deal to happen about 8.30. This is going to be after markets close, so hopefully we won't see any freakouts if you know, this thing surprises us all and actually ends up tanking, which I'm told it definitely won't. The Senate is in and we'll obviously be watching the House's activities very closely. They're going to be up next in this debt ceiling drama. We'll see how long it takes the bill to go through the upper chamber and can they clear it before the June 5th X date when the nation is apparently going to be defaulting. For more news and for a full lineup of the schedule, visit politico.com playbook. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. We're moving in a new direction, moving forward and moving beyond smoking. We are Altria, and our companies are leading the way in moving adult smokers away from cigarettes by taking action to transition millions toward potentially less harmful choices as we move from being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Altria is moving beyond smoking. Find out how at Altria.com.